is that I want to spend a special moment with the children. So I'd love to invite you to come back a little bit closer to your screens and uh, spend just a moment with me as we get ready to think a little bit more about the scripture we've just heard. One of the things that I've really enjoyed doing over the past few weeks and months are puzzles. I absolutely love puzzles. My husband gave me this one for my birthday in August, and I've already finished it, and I'm getting ready to give it to Pastor Stacy so she can take it home and work on it. One thing happened, though, while I was doing this puzzle. I was so excited because I was getting to the end. I was finishing the puzzle, and I had every piece in except for one. There was one piece missing from the puzzle. And I looked everywhere on the table and I couldn't find it. And I thought, uh-oh, what if it fell on the floor and my dog got it? She has a habit of chewing on things that fall off the table, thinking it's food. And that wouldn't be good for her tummy. But I kept looking and kept looking and I finally found it on the floor. And I was so excited because with this one last piece, the whole puzzle was complete. It was finished. That's the thing about a puzzle. Even if it's missing one piece, it's not complete. Jesus tells a story today that's kind of like that. He wants us to know that all of us are part of God's family. We're part of one big puzzle. And if just one person is missing or one person is hurting, it matters to God. And God is so excited to find the one piece that's missing. And God wants us as the people of God to help God look for people who are hurting who are lost, who need extra love. Will you pray with me? Gracious God, we thank you that you connect us all in your family. Thank you for reminding us that when even one is hurting, when even one is lost, we're not complete. We need each other. So help us to join you in looking for the lost. And help us to know that when we feel lonely, when we feel lost, you and your people are looking for us too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we have this parable that Jesus tells this morning about the shepherd and the sheep. And Jesus says, what do you think? If a shepherd has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on the mountain and go in search of the one that went astray? What do you think? What do you think? I'm not so sure what I think. I think this shepherd sounds a little foolish. Sounds like he may not be the most savvy businessman. It doesn't say that he would leave the 99 with a partner to look after, or that he would leave the 99 gated up in a pen to make sure they didn't wander off. 
He just says he leaves the 99 on the mountain and goes looking for the one. It seems to me that if this shepherd were to reach his destination with 99 out of 100 sheep, that's not so bad. I mean, when I was in school, if I got a 99 on a test, that was still an A+. But this shepherd isn't like that. And I wonder if those disciples, as they heard Jesus tell this story, thought that that shepherd was a little foolish. That it seemed silly to go after one when you had 99. Maybe Jesus was intentionally trying to provoke these disciples to think in a different way. Maybe he's trying to teach them how the kingdom of God is so radically different from the world. I have to say there's something about this teaching that disturbs me a little bit. Not only does it not quite make sense, it makes me uncomfortable. Especially when Jesus goes on to say that that shepherd rejoices more over one sheep who has been found than over all the 99 who never went astray. You see, I think Jesus is trying to teach his disciples that that at the very heart of the gospel, at the very heart of God is this special place for the lost, for the least, for the marginalized, for the oppressed, for the children, for the ones who are left out by the world. Jesus teaches parable after parable that gets at this truth. And when he goes to his synagogue in Nazareth and preaches his first sermon, he reads from the book of Isaiah words that we will hear in just a few moments in our communion liturgy, where Jesus announces, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor sight to the blind, liberty to the oppressed. Again and again, Jesus sends this message that God is going on to the margins. God is looking for the least and the lost, the poor and the oppressed. But something about that makes me a little uncomfortable. What about the 99? What about those who seem to be left behind by this shepherd while he goes searching for the lost one? Because you see, that's where I place myself. Is among those sort of -of run-of-the-mill sheep who never really went astray that far. You know, I was born and raised in the church. I've had kind of a normal pathway. I'm not a marginalized group in our culture. For the most part throughout my life, I've, I've had what I needed and more. What about me? Does God notice me? Does God also include me? I think it's human nature for us to chafe against this teaching of the gospel. And for us to wonder about the heart of God and what it means for, the, for those of us who may not be lost or least or oppressed. What is it that Jesus is trying to say? 
it is a normal human reaction. And I can feel it in myself and I can sense it among us at times. Maybe you've had that experience in your family when there's one member of the family who is especially needy, struggling with an illness or addiction or going through a hard time and that person seems to get so much more of the attention in the family. And you have that sense of, what about me? Or maybe we feel that sometimes in the life of the congregation. When over the past 20 years, especially, this congregation has been intentionally inclusive of our LGBTQ friends. And we have to continue to fight that fight because they are the one group that is named by our church policy as not being fully included. And yet sometimes there may be that feeling among others that, well, why do we always talk about that? Why is that particular group of folks among us highlighted and special? Because perhaps they are impressed in a unique way. They are not yet included in the flock in an equal way that I am. Or out in our culture right now, there is a lot of focus on our neighbors and friends and family members of color. And there may be a sense of, well, why do we talk about that so much? Why is that particular group highlighted right now? Perhaps because they are in a unique place of pain, suffering under systemic racism that, that I can't understand. And so they are being lifted up and listened to in a particular way, sought after, in order to be included and heard more fully. But it's an understandable reaction if we think that others are getting attention and love and compassion in ways that perhaps I'm not or others are not. And so this, this difficult teaching of Jesus invites us to name and notice those feelings and then to explore them. There's an invitation always from Jesus into deeper love and deeper understanding. One of the invitations I hear in this story of Jesus is to remember, to remember what it feels like to be lost no matter who you are, no matter what your experience of life has been, at some point in your life, I have no doubt, you have felt lost. I know I have. Whether you have felt cut off from God because of grief or depression or a painful break in a relationship or financial stress and anxiety, whatever it may be, I believe that each and every one of us can talk about our own experiences of being lost. And I hope that every single person who can hear my voice right now can also remember what it feels like to be found. Whether in an experience of prayer or sitting in a sanctuary worshiping, or having a friend call you or come by or check on you, 
what it feels like to know that someone sees you and has made an effort to come and find you and bring you home. And so we remember what it feels like to be lost and found. And by remembering, that deepens our compassion and gives us deeper empathy for those who are currently feeling lost and least and left out and forgotten. The story invites us also to think about our shepherd. You know, I want to be part of a flock with a shepherd like this, who's going to notice, who's going to look out and see that even though there are 99, there's one who's missing. And a shepherd who's going to go out and not stop until that one little sheep is found. I don't think I want to be part of a flock with a shepherd who's willing to keep on going and leave one behind. 99 is good enough. What if that lamb is me? No, my friends, it is a privilege and a joy to be part of a flock that has a shepherd like this who knows us by name and will not stop until each one of us is found. Finally, the invitation I hear in this story is an invitation to be more like this shepherd and to participate in the work that the shepherd is doing. Not to be so worried about whether I'm being remembered or I'm being appreciated, but to be willing and joyful in joining that work of finding others seeking out the lost, the least, the last, the poor, the oppressed, in whatever way we are called to do that, and to be part of that restoring work of bringing all of God's family to an equal place at the table. What joyful work that is. And so when we hear Jesus say that the shepherd rejoices over one lost sheep that is found, more than the 99 who never went astray. We won't be offended by that, but we'll laugh with joy and say, yes, we get it. I was the one who, found, who was found once, and boy, was that a great party. And now I get to help and throw another party for someone else who's been lost and is now found. That's who we're called to be as the church, my friends. We are those who are throwing a great party, helping Christ to host this wonderful feast, and we get the privilege of going out with joy to find those who don't know they have a place at the table. Come, join me at the table this morning. Join me at the party, because... We want to find the lost. We want to celebrate this table where everyone is included. Amen.